Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. after show there is on the planet and i will say that and put that bet against anyone some other good ones out there but there's not one like this one i'm your host sam we do this every thursday at 11 p.m eastern I want to thank you guys for joining me I want to thank you for tuning in listening to to me talk and listening to the big brother talk and typically this show is just about breaking down the week what happened tonight what's been going on what we foresee happening in the future and of course it is now officially open to you now you know, in the years past, we get a couple of phone calls here and there. Don't be shy. If you want to talk, call in. I typically just give you the floor. I'm going to call out your zip code if you do, or I'm sorry, your area code. Uh, give your area code out. Know your area code. You'd be amazed at how many people do not know their area code. You would absolutely be shocked. Uh, but I'll be getting out the number shortly. We kind of do a little quick rundown, then I open up at the middle of the show. If you guys want to call, you can. If not, that's fine, too, but it is open. It's time for you to speak on Big Brother if you want to, and trust me, as long as you're not vulgar and as long as you're not insulting too many people, it's uncensored show. I don't block you. Just, you know, be reasonable. Some people call and troll, and that's fine, too. It's fun, but uh, if you want to do that, you can. I'll give out the number very shortly. Of course, it's on Twitter. I want to thank everybody on Twitter. Man, it's been going crazy. We've been talking about so much, but, you know, last week, I was on location from Charleston, and I went back and listened to the show, and it wasn't my best. Uh, we were in a on-location situation with a lot of people trying to find a quiet spot, and we kind of found a spot maybe we weren't supposed to be in, that we weren't permitted to be in, and so we kind of had to keep a watch out. So I was kind of talking at a fast pace and trying to get through it and had my mind kind of off the tilter a little bit, so I apologize for that. We're back on track. We're back in the Atlanta studios, guys. 
It is hot. It's like averaging 96. The humidity is ridiculous. Love Charleston. It was a lot of fun. A great time. I want to mention to people, too, you know, it's very popular to say hot Atlanta when you meet somebody from Atlanta. I want to just give you a hint. When you meet somebody from Atlanta, hot Atlanta is no longer really something we say anymore. It's kind of a dated term, and when you say it, it kind of makes you sound like a tool bag. Don't say it to somebody you meet from Atlanta. Don't say, "Oh, hot Atlanta." We're gonna, we're not gonna do it in your face because we're kind people. We're, we're warm-hearted, but in the back of our minds and our spirit, we're rolling our eyes. Don't say hot Atlanta. I told somebody that said, "Hey, hot Atlanta." I was like, "No, actually, it's Hat Atlanta." It was Hat Atlanta. I go, "Yeah, we wear a lot of hats there. We're Hat Atlanta." Somehow, Hot Atlanta got started, but it's really Hat Atlanta. And he really bought it, hook, line, and sinker. So now maybe when he talks to somebody from Atlanta, he'll say Hat Atlanta and get a weird look. But that's just my tip for the day from people that are from Atlanta. We're not crazy about Hot Atlanta. It's kind of a term that's been coined and overused, so don't do it unless you kind of want to get it on a little nerve. But I love Charleston. It was a great time. They call it the number one city in the nation. I just saw a report on that. I thought it was a great town. I thought it was a lot of fun. But I'll tell you guys, I'll be honest with you, I've been to a lot of coastal cities. I feel like Savannah's a little bit, no offense to people in Charleston. I got some friends there, but Savannah's just a little bit better. I think the food was a little bit better, and, and some of those tours were a little bit better. But, hey, whatever. It was a trip up there. We did the show on location. We had a great time, and I thank everybody who's watched or listened to the show. Uh, and I also want to mention, as you know, we teamed up with Morty's. We're partners. Those great guys, let me tell you something, you want some spoilers, you want to talk about some things, you want to get on there and you want to chat with people, that is the place to go. They're going to have all their spoilers, they're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of things that are going on that you can read about. To me, it's a lot easier to do it that way, too. I tell you what, you can get things laid out quicker. People are talking, you kind of catch on what's going on in the house, because I don't have time to watch the feeds. I know, how can you do a live show and not watch the feeds, Sam? I'm just the devil in disguise. Sorry, guys. I just I, I work a I work a full time job. I'm at an, I'm on a computer all day, and I have some I have some flexibility, but I have to really read kind of the cliff notes because I, I really can't watch those uh, feeds. And I, there's things I miss. I, I zone out, and so it's easy just to get it in print, see it, and that's where the show kind of builds from. But if you want to know those types of things, Morty's the place to go. Morty'sTV.com or join in at TVFanForums.net. You can go on there and talk with people. I'm on there. Other people are on there. Morty's on there. A lot of people talking. Join in, man. There's a lot of people there. You're going to have a blast. Uh, again, I'll give out the phone line number uh, very shortly, but we are going to go phone, live phone line, so just kind of be patient. If you want to call in, I'll give you a time to do that. And listen, I've had people that got the number somehow and they wanted to call in. You know, five minutes when I'm into the show. Guys, you got to call in kind of in the middle of the show so you can say your piece. If you do it at the end, I, I, this this train rolls into the station, we stop, we get off, we move on, we see you next Thursday. I can't stop the show and, and do uh, you know give you the floor at the last five minutes. It just doesn't work. It doesn't flow very well. So please, you know, soon when I give out the number, just kind of call, be patient, wait. We're going to get to you, and first come, first serve on that. Uh, you know what the show's about? Hey, join us on Twitter, BB After Show. We have a lot of fun there. We put a lot of polls out there. Uh, I put a poll out, as a matter of fact, asking you guys, and I don't know if I did this last week, I think I did this recently, uh, whether or not I thought, you guys thought uh, Polly was playing better than Cody uh, in his season. And overwhelmingly, you guys thought that he was playing better. And i got to agree, I think Polly's playing really well. 
Uh, in fact, when we go to the end of this show, as I always do, I'm going to do my power rankings. We're not going to go through every player. There's no point. There's some players that are just not doing it a lot. There's no need to run through the mill on that. But there are players who are making things happen. You're going to be surprised who my bottom couple are this week because I'm of a different opinion of a lot of people on Twitter and on Facebook. And we've seen a lot of things happen. Now, to break down, you know, you know you've got your Fatal Five Female Alliance. You know the revolution's pretty much done, so we're going to throw that out there. APAC, APAC begins to break this week. What a week. You know, it was like having two weeks in one this week. It, there was just so much going on. Uh, you know, I, I kept saying on Twitter, and I got a lot of people agreeing with me, uh, I feel like the vets are kind of going back to their old ways and making some mistakes now. They had a really great first week, really solid first week. This week, and I guess technically it's the third week, but this week as far as what we know of, because they get in the house I think a week before we know, uh, before we can see anything. But this week it, it just – just everything just kind of fell apart on them, and they, they had things going so well. They were really moving on the house. They were doing great things, you know, two evictions, and it just that's all it took. This eight-pack is going to be dust soon, guys, and it sucks because I think it was a really good group, but, you know, I'll be honest with you. I thought Polly was in that thing the whole time. You know, I'm looking at this watching tonight and, and realizing that Polly's being told about the eight-pack, I thought Polly was involved in it. i be honest with you. I thought he completely was in it. Turns out, looking at my notes, no, he wasn't. He was never in it. That surprises me, man, because they were all working with him like he was right in there, and they probably should have just come clean a lot sooner. But I'm not sure if they knew how to read Polly. Spy Girls are still working. You know, I don't put a lot of stock in Spy Girls. I don't put a lot in the Fatal Five. I just don't know that the Fatal Five, you know, we know it was just history repeats itself. Would we like a female winner? I don't know. It would be great, but look at the list of females that you would have that could possibly win this game. It's a little scary to think of who it could be. You know, I mean, I felt like, and I know I know, I got a lot of criticism, I felt like Vanessa was probably the most deserving last season towards the end. I think she is very neurotic, and I think her emotions are, are ridiculous, and we're seeing that with Tiffany. But I thought Vanessa played a really good strategic game and was able to kind of save her ass at times when she needed to. And so I really felt like Vanessa probably should have won last season. Uh, of course, she didn't. She didn't make it that far. But you know, these females I'm looking at, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit worried about. You know, Zakaya maybe. Uh, you know, Devon probably could stake a little claim to that. But I think you're pretty limited after that. Nicole, I don't think is going to make it that far. But you know, you got the Spy Girls who are just basically Natalie, Bridget, and Bronte, Brana. Bronte, Brana, Brana. I thought it was Brontosaurus. It's not. It's Bronte. And then, of course, you have your Vets Alliance, which is broken, too. That's now broken apart. Uh, you know, it wasn't very hard to keep an eight-pack together, guys. It wasn't very hard. They found a way to make it complicated. Uh, you know, you can you can find many ways to make things easy and, and, and more many ways to make them, to make them harder. And these guys just made it as hard as they could for each other. This eight-pack was good. They were rolling. All they really need to do is get Polly in. They probably could have kicked Tiffany out tonight and brought Polly in. Hell, they could have brought Vic, Victor in, I think. Uh, and and everything would have been fine. But you know what? There are some control issues on the parts of some of the vets, and I think it's caused a lot of issues. And this eight-person alliance is cracking. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with that. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, I give I give Devon a lot of credit. Uh, you know, she she's very intuition. She has a great intuition for the game. 
I have said that I thought she was extremely intelligent. I still do. I think she's a very smart girl, um, probably one of the smartest to play. And, and I compare her intuition to Daniel Reyes. Daniel Reyes knew what was going on in the house. If you haven't seen season three, I keep saying it. Please see it. One of the greatest players ever. Uh, she just had a great intuition to kind of know something was up all the time. And Divine, you know, Day knows the same thing. She kind of has that great gut feeling, but Day is, you know, that emotional thing. She kind of got it in check when everything was going her way. But I feel like Day really has some control issues. And when she's trying to overplay like she did last time, she just basically stalled it one extra week. If she could just calm herself down and tell her, hey, you know what? You remember the song Frankie says, relax, relax, don't do it? She needs to listen to that a little bit and calm down. She needs to bring it down a level because she's gotten herself in a bit of a mess. The other person that has caused a lot of control issues is Frank. Now, Frank is almost the most the most uh, amazed, amazing to me that he lost his game the way that he has because he was really great. I mean, he was doing great. Everybody was talking to him. He was really moving around the house. He was non-threatening. He was making good suggestions. He was involved in a, you know, some, you know, the alliances with the vets and the and the eight, and and things were going good for Frank. And then Frank just decided that he needed to kind of tell people what to do. He said some crude comments to women. He's apparently touched. Uh, Zakaya's rear, um, you know, and I don't know if he was kidding. He's, I saw him call her pudgy. You know, I don't know if this is how Frank is outside the house. I really hope not. And what I hope is that Frank is kidding because in season 14 I'm a Frank fan. But it's just starting to kind of turn out that Frank in the DR is not Frank in the house, and Frank is not winning any uh, any women over, that's for sure. The women are really turning against Frank. And it's going to be really interesting to see. Of course, he's going to survive this week, but it's going to be interesting to see. Let's talk a little bit about the eviction, though, before we go further on that. Victor goes home. i got to be honest with you guys. After seeing Tiffany for a week, I really, really was hoping Tiffany would be the one to go. I do not see her, and I'm probably going to you know, put my foot in my mouth. I do not see Tiffany really making any big moves this season. I think she's somebody that's just going to be this emotional up-and-down person and eventually just make everybody go crazy. I think somebody like that makes you pretty much just want to stab your eyes out with a spoon. I mean, how much can you cry? I mean, she cried with good news. She cried with bad news. She cried when the wind blew the different direction. And although a lot of comparisons are to Vanessa, Vanessa just couldn't handle adversity when it was coming to her. If something was happening that was out of her control, she really kind of lost it. Tiffany's just an emotional wreck regardless. As I said, Tiffany has all of the bad qualities of Vanessa and none of the good. I think Vanessa had a great strategic mind for the game, but she was an emotional neurotic basket case. I think Tiffany just got the neurotic basket case, part of that genetic DNA gene that has just made her completely flip out over anything and cry. And I really was hoping that it was going to be Tiffany. I know there's some Tiffany fans out there. I was really hoping it was going to be Tiffany, though. I think it would have made the game better. I don't think she adds anything to it on a social level. I don't think she adds anything to it on a competition level. I think really what she does, she's just more of a problem for everybody. She's an emotional weight on everybody's neck that works with her. And I think Victor was in a position that if Victor could have been saved, Victor would have worked with anyone. Now, yes, he runs his mouth, and, and we've established that. We know that. Victor's a bit of a, of a mouth runner, and, and he goes off and he says things he shouldn't say, 
and he's very naive to the game. You know, I told somebody that watches it, a friend of mine, Sean. I said, you know, I just think he's, I think, I think Vic's an idiot. He's not an idiot. You know, he just, you know, he just basically doesn't understand the game, and that's a valid point. I think Victor was decently somewhat intelligent. He's not dumb, but I just don't think he understood the game enough to really know when to keep your mouth shut. When, it, but I think he was a vital person that if you could keep and tell him, look, you're going to be the dog on my chain. If I save you this week, I need you to be my dog. I need you to be the one that goes on the hunt, and I need you to get blood on your hands for me. Then I think he's a valid person to keep if you can chain that. And I think Paul could help you chain that. And I think Paul did a great job keeping his distance, but if you can keep Paul and Vic together and get them to work for you, for instance, if Frank and Corey and Paulie could have gotten those two in a five, that would have been a very vicious alliance. And I just don't think they thought that through. Sometimes people just want to go after the ones that annoy them the most or say something that gets on their nerves, and you know, that's where Frank's position is right now. But at the same time, you've got to step back and think about what's best for the game. Tiffany is somebody that's not going to ever – she's going to be a target just because she annoys the hell out of everybody. But she's not really a target because she's a great game player. And she's not somebody you're really going to be able to hide behind and say, oh, well, Tiffany's still here, I'm safe, because I don't know that people look at Tiffany as any type of threat other than somebody that's just going to kind of hang around. So I don't think getting rid of her helps anything in the game, or or keeping her helps anything in the game. Getting rid of her just frees up a little breathing room for everybody else, and the game gets a little bit more interesting. So I understand Victor had to go. Disappointed it wasn't Tiffany. You know, either or is fine. I think one thing that Victor's absence does, and we're going to talk about this right now, is help Paul's game tremendously. Paul has done a 180. Now, if you guys remember, you can go look on Twitter. I was asked, who do I think was going to win? Who's my pick for the season? I picked Paul. Why? Because I really liked Paul's interview. I thought he had a really laid-back demeanor. He was funny. He, he had said, and I may have heard it wrong, and you guys can tweet me if I heard it wrong, but he said that his family is big, big Brother fans, that it was a summer tradition at their home. It was always on in the house during the summers, and so he was very into it and apparently had tried to get on for a couple of seasons. And, you know, and so I'm like, okay, this is a guy who kind of understands the game. It's a, it's a game where his family – my, my own mother watches – uh, it got me into Big Brother years ago, like in the second or third season. And so, you know, when your family watches, you kind of, everybody's talking, you kind of get to understand strategy because people are complaining and making their comments to each other. And so you kind of get a little bit more, you get a more of an a eagle's eye view on how the game's played because of other people's opinion that are close to you, like family. So I really went with Paul. And then he gets in there in week one, and he has control issues. He's telling everybody what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. And I think, man, I made the bad, <laughs> I made a bad choice. I'm like, I'm a betting man. I'm glad I didn't put money on him because that that was that was scary. But now, this 180 flip. I mean, it is a complete turnaround on this guy. And I think he's finally gotten. You know what? There's a role I have to play in the house, and I have to do it. And whether or not I like it, it is what it is. I need to play the funny guy. I need to play the loyal guy. And did he deliver? Absolutely, this week he delivered. So much so. But although I have a suspicion that our new HOH may pick him as an easy pick, I don't know that he would be a guy that still goes home. I think he's a guy that's safe. He's very competitive in the power of veto. He's very competitive in roadkill. He's a guy that's on the verge of getting an HOH. We saw that tonight. 
He's a guy that, that can win competitions, and he's starting to smarten up. There's nothing better than a player who starts to smarten up and snaps into the game and realizes what's going on. And I think Paul is one of those guys. And honestly, as much as I wanted Vic to stay, maybe Victor going home was the best thing for Paul's game. Of course, if Vic comes back in, we've got that whole situation. But really huge kudos to Paul. Because let's think about this for a second. The two biggest people on the radar, the three biggest people on the radar, were Paul, Jose, and Vic, right? Vic, Jose, gone. All right? Nobody knows in the house that they got a second chance to come back. But as far as they know, they're gone. The one guy that's still left in that's Paul has already been saved by POV and will probably skate under the radar this week. And you have to give that guy a ton of credit for snapping out. And I'm beginning to really like the calm down, Paul. He's kind of keeping things to himself. He's letting them out in the DR. That's the best place to let out your frustrations and how you feel. But he's playing the game as a player right now, and he's starting to quiet down, not be so controlling. And when Paulie said, I'm going to put you up, he went with it. He said, okay. They had no choice. When you're in a situation like that and they're telling you you're going up, don't complain because you've lost everybody you can rely on at that point. You just have to play the role of doing the good deed. And he was rewarded. And I think Polly really, really began to trust him because of that. He's probably going to earn some people on his side this week if he continues to play this way. And he's laying low. The people that you thought would probably be the biggest targets this week are probably not the hugest targets. It's probably going to be Bronte and Paul. Even if one of them goes up, I don't think they're the target. They're just too weak right now. And I don't think that they're an issue. I think Paul, if he survives this week, goes further in this game. I like his chances as long as he continues to play what he's playing. Bronte, it is what it is. I don't see she, – she seems to have a, a reasonable control over Paul. She seems to be the calming voice to kind of bring him down to level. We saw that, uh, I think, on Wednesday or last week, actually, when uh, Vic and Paul get upset about, you know, what James said to him, And she kind of comes out and says, hey, look, calm it down. This is not the way you play the game. You don't go around bruising. I think Paul listened, and I think Paul got it. I think she's good for Paul. If they both kind of stay safe, I think they're good for each other. And I think they need to start looking for a solid alliance at that point, some people that they can they can work with. The time is perfect. With this eight-pack breaking up, things are going to start changing, and, and it's going to start happening. We already said, I, I put another poll out there, do you think the house is going to divide this season? Everybody said, I mean, it was like 90% said yes, if I remember correctly. If we get a divided house, folks, things get crazy. And we could get that with what we're seeing with Frank and Day. Frank and Day are, are not – Frank is after Day on a low level. Day is after Frank on a high level. Now, let's talk about Day and Frank because this is what's really important right now. Day decides to go around and talk about Frank and kind of make up some things. Some things were true, but she embellished a little bit. Got everybody hating on Frank, and Frank has been quite difficult in the way that he said things. I've told you guys that. He's, he's saying some rude things to women. Hey, listen, I've been around the world seeing two, two, uh, two world's fairs and a donkey show, and let me tell you something. The one thing that you don't do after all that experience is tell a woman that she's pudgy or say anything that's going to hurt her self-esteem because she will not forget it. Frank is making huge mistakes right now. None of the women want to keep Frank. None of them. Maybe Bridget, though. 
and he's safe because they're on the same team. But Bridget's going to keep him safe, I believe, either way. So he's making a lot of mistakes. Devon takes the opportunity to say how fed up she is with Frank running the show. He's telling everybody what to do, which he is. Give her credit where credit's due. She's absolutely right. Frank is really overplaying right now. Week one, underplayed, played it cool, right on the radar, probably played it perfect. This week, too strong. All these things come out about all these alliances Frank has made with everybody. Look, those are words. You cannot get mad about alliances people make in the house that you're not aware of. It is going to happen. But here's the issue with Day. She's a hypocrite. Day is involved in at least two or three other alliances. For her to call out Frank, for her to use Frank as somebody who is taking advantage of the situation, calling the shots, got alliances everywhere, got final twos with everybody. Now, granted, she doesn't have that kind of deal, but she's got as many hands in the basket as Frank does on the other side. And what's going to get Day caught is when she's out there saying that to people and then people start talking about all the deals Day has. Day is a hypocrite. And I'm telling you, she's a smart girl. I would, I would love to see her go far in this game. not sure if she's somebody I would like to see win until I kind of see her social skills get better. But she has every opportunity to play this game as good as anybody. But her emotional issue with not being able to control something is going to cause her a lot of problems. It's not going to take long for Frank to catch wind, and he's already starting to do it, but Day wants him out. He already knows Tiffany does, and if he finds out Day does as well, I think Frank is smart enough to pull together an alliance with guys like Paul and maybe even, well, you know, he's going to have some issues with Polly, I think. But he can team up with Paul. He can team up with Ronta, or Bronte. Uh, and, he, and, he, and I think Michelle is off and on his bandwagon. But he can probably get James on his side. And I think James is very reluctant to go against Frank. I think Frank can make a side alliance that's pretty decent and at least go after Day's side, which is going to include, you know, the the, the uh, Fatal Five and, you know, the female lights. So this house could easily divide based on Frank and Day, and it would be fantastic. Let me tell you something. That is something you can sign me up for. I'll buy tickets for the front row. Those two are really decent players. When their emotions are in check and when they're not overplaying, they're good players. They're very good players. But they both have this issue with control. And I just wonder if these two generals are going to start lining up their horses before things get going in this season, and we see that happening, and it's starting to happen. These people in the middle are going to have to make decisions. So this week's going to be interesting. Uh, You know, we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen this week down the road here. But we are seeing the real cracks in this. Nicole is staying low. You know, she's playing her game. I've I got to be honest with you guys. When I look at how these vets are playing, and the reason why I say they're kind of going back to their old tricks, Day has begun to go back to being paranoid, go back to blaming everybody else for trying to get her out. She's mad at Tiffany for counting her letters. Who cares? It's a veto competition. Can you blame the girl for trying to win? I mean, she's nervous. I don't blame her. I mean, you know, she's just trying to play. She didn't win anyway. Who cares? Day's mad that she looked at hers and nobody else's. Who gives a damn? Day needs to get off of it. Day is back to being Day a little bit, causing trouble. And we're going to talk about the hole she's dug for herself in just a minute. 
Nicole is back into a awkward showmance that doesn't make any sense to anyone, and we're not sure if it's a real one or a fake one. We're not sure what it is, but we're back to her being involved with somebody, which is Corey, and not talking to other people in the house the way she needs to be and not not forming up a real true friendship with people because she's up Corey's ass, much like she was Hayden the season that she played with Hayden. Uh, Frank is back to having almost half the house mad at him and trying to get him out and wanting to get it. We're back to 14 again. <laughs> and, you know, we're back with James not having any strategy. We're back to James really just being there. And that happened in his season, I feel like. A lot of people like James, and I like James. But i got to be honest with you guys. I don't feel like James has any strategy. And I'll be honest with you. I, I said it on Twitter. If Natalie asked him to self-evict, I would almost put money on James doing it. He's so stuck on Natalie. That's not going to be a real relationship. It's like the Clay and Shelly thing. They didn't last. And, you know, look, you know, these showmances happen because two people in the house that are bored, McCray and Amanda, some of them just don't make any sense. And you just, you know, whatever, you know, Liz and Austin. Uh, so, you know, I don't think that Natalie's really on the on the James train. James is on the Natalie train. And, you know, he's going to get his feelings involved in that, and he's not watching the game. The game is playing in front of James, and James is, James is not aware. The game isn't defining James. James is not defining the game. I'm sorry to those who love him. And you know what? I saw a poll on, like, Big Brother Insider or something like that where you guys were voting James is the best player this season so far, and it blows my mind. I can't tell what you guys are watching. Because i got to be honest with you, yes, he's laying low. That's what I got from somebody, and I respect your responses, and you're probably right. He's laying low right now. Yada, yada. He's, but to me, he's not laying low because these pranks are ticking people off. They get old after a while. It's funny at first when everybody's new in the house, and it's kind of funny. It gets old when people are stealing your stuff and replacing it with something else or hiding your things or hiding in your bed every night. You can only do that for so long before people just kind of get over it. You can hide in the trash can to the point where people don't trust where you are. I mean, he's been spotted in every part of the house hiding. There's going to be a point where people are going to make sure James is not in the room before they talk if they're not doing it already. And he's just not going to be somebody anybody trusts because pretty soon they're going to say, you know what, he's doing this. He's doing this because he wants to hear her talk. And I don't trust him. James has got to get in this game, and I, I think Frank is one of his keys to getting back in this game. I think he needs to drop day, and I think he needs to really go more with Frank. I think it's a, I think he can create a stronger alliance there because Day, she's going to go with wherever the stronger tides are. That's how she plays. It's fine. But I think Frank is better for James's game. James, uh, Frank is a bigger target. James can kind of play behind Frank and kind of use him as a meat shield for a little while, keep himself out of trouble, but he can still make moves. Uh, and we saw a much more competitive James last season. And, you know, I get it. James this season just seems to be throwing a lot of comps, you know, kind of giving people what they want. But I've got to be honest with you. I just don't think it's a strong play for James. I think he's, I think he's got a lot of problems right now, and they're going to start making themselves very apparent soon. Um, Again, these guys are just going back to their old play, uh, and it's and it's kind of frustrating because, man, it was going so good for them. Frank is going to stay this week because Bridget wins. He's on her team. He's safe. 
honestly good for him because the guy's got to – I think he needs an extra week to catch on. I think once he catches on, things are going to get very good for us as viewers. I know people have their favorites. Some people hate Frank. I don't get it. Look, I just want a good season. I told you guys on Twitter, I said, I am so excited that I'm getting a season with Strategy Talk on the feeds. Guys, for seasons, we have watched people talk about their families, stretch, do yoga, Judy chop. I mean, boring stuff. We've watched people lay in bed and nap. We've watched people have showmances. I've seen like feed cliff notes that were like, oh, you know, Amanda says that she would marry, you know, McCray when she gets out of the house. And that is the big article of the day. I am so thankful people are talking about strategy. I am so thankful this season is starting to come into something that's a little bit better. I thought 17 was decent. I'm hoping 18 is really going to explode, and that's really going to come between Day and Frank going at each other. you got to hope that's going to happen. Uh, listen, we've got, got to take a quick commercial. That's what it's like in this life. When we come back, I'm going to give you a phone number. I'm going to talk. You guys want to call. We'll call in. We're going to stop. Know your, know your area code. And when I go to you, know what you want to say. Make your point. Say what you want to. Ask me questions if you want. Disagree with me. But you got to talk, folks. you got to get on here and you got to say something. Uh, so please do that. And, uh, and, and you'll have a good time, I promise. Hey, look, we are going to go to commercial. minute and a half. I need a drink. Throat's dry. Way this business runs. When we come back, I'm gonna open up the phone lines, give you guys a phone number. If you don't call in, it's fine. Sometimes we don't get people. If you do, call in. You'll have a good time. If not, we're gonna talk about what's gonna happen next week, and we're gonna break down the power rankings. Hold on, folks. You're listening to Big Brother After Show. I'm your host, Sam. Where's Jill? She's really lonely and out walking the cornfield again. Do you think they will ever find us true love? Not hanging out with us all day. We used to be lonely. Until we met on Farmers Only. FarmersOnly.com is the new online dating site for farmers, ranchers, and good old country folks. You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. Any folks just don't get it. I had a way music just to kind of calm it back down you know i'm a 39 year old male in the prime of my life and i love eating gold i do i don't even know if that's the way you say your last name i love it hey listen you want to call in you want to be heard 713-955-0749 
you know, that's fine. All I ask is that when you call in, you know your area code, and you get to say in what you want to say. That's all I ask. You're more than welcome to call in. Uh, until then, until we get anybody in, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, um, well, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. i got so many notes here. I could talk about anything. But we've already talked about the issues with Day. We've already talked about the issues with all that. And, of course, power rankings are coming up a little bit later on. Uh, let's talk about what happened tonight with HOH. Uh, you know, Brittany pulls it down. I don't know where Brittany stands. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of thought that Brittany is really on Frank's side. I mean, I know they're teamed up. I know they've got a team going. Uh, you know, they keep each other safe through that. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, what a smart plan of Frank to go ahead and plant that seed with her. Let her know, look, I'm, I got you. You're on my team. Like, you know, I look at you as my little sister. I've completely melted her and broke her, man. I mean, he really had her in his palm when he did that. And now with her winning, oh, man, I, you know, I got nervous. I was really nervous Tiffany was going to win. I know, Tiffany fans, I'm sorry. But I got really nervous that she might pull it down. And that started to kind of get to me. Um, and so she kind of lasted a little while, and I got, man, I'm nervous. But when it came down to Paul and Brittany, I really wasn't sure. Uh, I really wasn't sure what Paul and Brittany were really going to do when they got their HOH. And they're kind of like, I don't know, you're shooting the wind. A, Paul is kind of by himself. If he wins HOH, what's he going to do? Because at the end of the day, he could put anybody up. But I feel like Paul's going to probably go with the house because he has to. He's got no other choice. So is Paul an interesting person to win? Probably not. Not until he kind of gets a little bit more power in the house. Not until he gets a little bit of an alliance going. He could have used it for an alliance move. Um, but I think he probably would have done what the house wanted, which is exactly the opposite of what we want this season. We kind of want people to kind of be a little rebellious and do what they want. Um, so I think he probably goes to the house. Brittany is going to be a very, very, very interesting person as an HOH. Didn't expect her at all to be there. By the way, who surprised Nicole blew the HOH? Man, it's like it's like a recurring dream. But anyway, Frank did just as bad. I saw them both not even hit the mark, and it was pretty embarrassing. But, you know, Brittany probably going to go with the safe bet of maybe like Paul. I saw something where she mentioned that she was going to put Paul up and maybe put uh, – well, you know what? I think, honestly, Frank has already told her that he would like to see Tiffany go up, of course. And it was one of those things where he kind of bossed her around and told her, you know, Tiffany needs to go up, Tiffany needs to go up. So she may put up Tiffany. That would probably be my bet this week. just depends on how Frank lays it on. But it's a shot in the dark right now. I mean, it's, it's really one of those things that I do not know what she's going to do. I do not see her making a really true bold decision unless she's really pushed to it and given a lot of safety, uh, you know, backup for it. So I kind of feel like Brittany's a, a little bit of somebody that's going to do the same thing Paul's going to do. They'll both put up who's, who's they're being pushed to. But with Frank being safe this week, it's going to be probably going to have to be Paul. And maybe, I don't know that she would put Bronda up again, but, you know, who knows? I mean, it's anybody's game. But I think Paul's definitely on this. But I don't think Paul is going to be that person that they're going to be after. Um, so I kind of think Tiffany may see her demise this week. 
And boy, if Frank goes next week, guys, he's going to be fifth one. Would he be fifth one out? No, he'd be fourth one out. Um, you know what? If he returns, it's going to make this game really interesting. Don't forget, somebody's coming back. And I almost wonder if they've already played the game between Glenn and Jose. Uh, I, I almost kind of wonder if that's already been played and pre-recorded. Uh, because the way I understood it, they were supposed to play as people were evicted. Those people matched up, and the winner moved forward. The benefit goes to the fifth person that's out. And if that's Frank, look out, because it's going to get dangerous. Listen, we got a caller. I'm going to take it real quick. i got the 706 area code. 706, talk to me. What do you think? What's going on, Sambo? What's going on, my man? Hey, I just want to tell you, I look forward to two things. Every yeah. July, one of them is the Phil Still College Football <laughs> Preseason Magazine coming out, and the second one is the Big Brother After Show with my man Damn who right. has all the Big Brother answers, Sam <laughs> So I got both yeah. of them in the same week, and, man, I couldn't be more excited to hear your voice <laughs> on the air again, and the show's already rocking and rolling. And, and I'm man, I'm, I'm pumped about the season. I like the characters. I think we're going to have a good season, man. And um, I was really hoping this week that somebody that was not in the eight-pack would win the, the HOH because I just wanted to see what would happen. Now, granted, the one that won is kind of the puppet of an eight-packer yeah. in Frank. But I'll, I'll be really interested because, see, Bridget made all these deals with all these girls. And now, Frank, I would think, like you said earlier, He's probably going to want to go after Tiffany, but who else does she put up? And then what happens when the roadkill comes up? And then where are the numbers once we have all of our, our nominees? This is the first week. I really have no idea how it's going to go. You know, I, like last week, once Paulie got the HOH, we knew, okay, from the get-go, he's going to try to backdoor Victor, and everything is going to be based on that. So I'm really excited to see what happens this week. Did you did you like seeing Victor go? Or do you think it should have been Tiffany? I wanted to see Tiffany go, but I've been watching a lot of the Big Brother After Dark, so I I told I told my wife when we were watching, I said this is either going to be ten zero or it's going to be nine to one if Paul gives him a Tiffany <laughs> vote. You nailed it. You know, yeah. so it, I was it really, was, I was really uh, it was, when you when you watch a lot of feeds. I know you were talking earlier that you don't you don't have a lot, all the time in the world like a lot of us losers out here who who can watch it have all the time in the world to watch these things. But you know you could you could you pick up a lot more things on the live feed that the edited version doesn't necessarily give you. So um, yeah, I, I, I was it was pretty obvious that this week was a done deal. They were just going to get rid of Vic and then just play on from there, but I sure do hope they get rid of Tiffany because I'm already sick of her Vanessa-esque tactics of, oh okay, somebody questions my loyalty or if I'm not sure where I stand, I'll just start breaking down into tears. And it's, and it's just pathetic, man. It's like any time somebody criticizes Hillary Clinton, everybody comes around and says, oh, you're just a sexist. And it's like, my God, Pete, move on. It's well, let me ask you this. Right? Who's, your, who's your favorite player right now in the house? Who do you think has the strongest game? The strongest game is is, is probably I, I like Frank, man. He's he's aligned with everybody, but it, it it's not that he hasn't made any mistakes. I mean, you were making some more good points early about you don't piss off these women 
the way he's done it. You don't slap him on the rear end. And yeah. He's, he's made some mistakes. I think he's made some good alliances, though. And it's just a matter of, it's really a matter of, to me, if he can get Tiffany out quickly, he can start maybe repairing some of the some of the damage he's done. But if it comes you down to, he, like you're you saying, him against on? Day. You think he's going to catch again? on to what Day's doing to him? He's pretty sharp. He's pretty sharp, and he's got enough spies out there that I think trust him that it would get back to him. It seems like everything gets back to him, but he pissed her off, man, when he went and told Paulie about the eight-pack without running it past anybody. That's another thing. He pissed off the eight, some of the eight-pack because he just made mm. an executive decision. Who died and yep. made you president of the eight-pack, Frank? I mean, I thought we were all in this together. And you just go and decide. Okay, I'm going to tell Polly, and then you're going to tell everybody. I mean, that's not how you. That's how you. Not how you make decisions as a group. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's going to cost him. I. You know what though? I really think that if he goes home, if he won't go home this week, if he goes home next week, if he returns, it's going to be with a vengeance. And I think he's got. I, I would put my money on Frank returning. If it's a competition that he can. I mean, he's going to win it. I think he will. He'll want back in, especially if he gets burned. And when and if they vote him out and he comes back, I almost kind of hope that happens because I think it's going to make the season a lot better. It, and a lot of, a lot of times when they'll let contestants come back, and sometimes in these reality shows, sometimes they'll just turn around, and they'll just boot them right back out just because the yeah. new alliance is formed. And I would hope that if he got back in, he could find a way to stay in for a little while because then he could really wreak havoc. Oh, I agree. I agree. And then it's going to be him and Day versus each other. I'm kind of hoping that happens in the house because I want to see the house divide into two because I think it's going to make for a really great season if that happens. And I think a lot of the cra- – see, Day's in trouble because Day went out and was telling everybody about all this stuff with Frank and, you know, Frank's doing this and Frank's doing that. Kind of made up a couple of things. Got the whole house working against Frank. Frank's going to go home. And then finds out that she is stuck in the middle of two showmances where she's going to be the fifth wheel and going to be the last person that's going to know anything or be involved in any kind of eviction. And now she's in trouble, and now she's thinking, you know what, maybe I should have kept my mouth shut about Frank. She turns around and goes to Frank and says, hey, man, people in the house are trying to get you out just so you know to cover her ass. She's going to be in trouble. She's got to really kind of repair that because now she's starting to backtrack, and a lot of people are going to tell Frank, hey, it wasn't me, buddy. It was her. And it's going to cause mm-hmm. a lot of rift between them. She's in a lot of trouble, I think. Right. Now, Now, since Bridget is on Frank and Paulie's team, and who's the, who's the other one that's in the, on their team? Frank, yeah, you mean Frank, and uh, Frank, Polly, and Bridget. Uh, and there's, there's one more that's on their team, right? Yeah, hold on. I can, I can tell you. I should know off the top of my head. Frank, Bridget, Michelle. Michelle. So none Michelle of those can be nominated this week, right? That's right. So Frank's safe this week. I think he's in danger next week, unless he can repair it this week. But I got a that's feeling a, that things you're, are you're asking. You're, you're asking whose game I like. Um, I like I like the way Paulie's played because even though like even though he's not in the eight pack, he's kind of loved beloved by the eight pack because of yeah. when he won the the HOH and how he kind of handled everybody. So I, I like him, and I really like the fact that, okay, somebody outside the eight-pack won the, the HOH, but they're on his team, so they can't nominate him, so it keeps him safe another week. 
So yeah. that's interesting. Oh, you know, I mean, Polly, I agree with you. When I do my power rankings, Polly's up there because Polly's one of these guys who has been competitive. He's won POVs. He's won HOHs. And the thing that's great about Polly is that despite all of that, even though he's on the same team as Bridget, I don't even think if they're on teams, anybody would even think about nominating Polly. Nobody would even think about it. But he's been the most powerful player in the game. And that goes yeah, to show he, he, how good he's playing. Yeah, he's done a he's done a great job and and he's he's likable and but you know, when it first started out, I couldn't stand Jose. So anybody who aligned with him, him I didn't like I didn't like Vic, <laughs> right. I didn't like Paul, I didn't like the girls. I don't like Bronte just because horrible. I think she's yeah. one of those Bronte her obviously her voice sounds like she just walked off the set of Alvin and the Chipmunks. And two, she's <laughs> one of these sixes that thinks she's a ten and those girls will just drive you crazy because they're walking around thinking they should be dating Brad Pitt when really they should be dating, you know, Troy. But anyway, anyway, I, 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 I'm starting. Paul, like you said earlier, Paul is starting to grow on me. Yeah, yeah, I think he's playing. I think he's playing it cool. He's kind of got himself in check. He's starting to cool off a little bit. Play his game. And just lay low. And and for a guy who was a target for two weeks to be now not even really probably the main target this week, I gotta give him credit. I gotta give Paul tons of credit. I, I think he's really flipped it around and made it happen. And I think it's better for his game that Victor's gone. I really do. I think right. it's better for him. Well, it took gut for him to have that choice for the POV. Yeah. And he could have yeah. picked Victor, and he could have kept both of them. Face if Victor won and pulled him down, but what it really did was, I mean, he 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 knew the entire house was against Victor, and he knew the only thing that put Victor up was going to make it two on everybody else. So what was the point of that? Why not ingratiate yourself to Paulie? Say, hey, Paulie, here's my olive branch. I had the opportunity yep. to pick Vic who would have fought like hell to take me off the block and ruin your back door because Vic would have been safe. But I didn't do that. I played the game. I picked someone else. I pissed Vic off. Vic was like, what the hell are you doing? And now (laughs) your plan can can go into effect, and you can do exactly what you want. And now Paul's giving himself a chance because Victor, he just ran his freaking mouth too much. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't keep anything secret. ended up biting him right on the ass. And that's what sent him out. And I just don't think anybody trusted him. He was easy to go after because everybody in the house had already planned on him going. He was the last one to know. And I just think it was the easiest thing to do. And that's the problem. But I think Paul, it was Paul's defining moment in the game where he really made a turnaround and kind of won some people over. And I wouldn't be surprised if Paulie looks at Paul and says, you know what, I feel like I can trust you. Paul may be able to get into a good alliance at this point because of that one move where even though he wanted to extend his hand out and pull his friend in, he knew the best thing for his game was to stay in it and really just, just say, you know what, dude, you know, I, I didn't know I couldn't do that, no one better. I think it was a smart move on Paul's part, and I think it's going to get him further in the game from here. Well, I, I agree with you 100%. Like I said before, I'm so excited the show's back on. I'm so excited the after show's Thanks, back man. on. Can't wait to listen every week, buddy, and I'll be calling you. Back if you know if you if I can get through 
But uh, yeah. good luck to you this year, and, and let's have ourselves a great season. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it, 706. All right, buddy. Take it easy. All righty. Let me tell you something. That is a good call. Guys, telling you, call in, 713-955-0749. I'm about to do my power rankings. I'll tell you what, I had a call that dropped. Call if you want to come back. Come on. I'm going to go to commercial real quick. I usually don't do this. I'm going to go to commercial. If you're back, I'll take you. If you're not, I guess i got to move on. It's not something I want to do. But, hey, we want to have some callers. Hey, folks, it's the Big Brother After Show. We're going to take a really quick commercial when we come back. Uh, hopefully we'll have a call. If not, we're going to do our power rankings. You're listening to Big Brother After Show. NYCPartyCostumes.com We'll ship your order fast We've got a large selection With good quality and great prices La, la, la He was a target last week, uh, and now he's skating by. 
Frank's got everybody mad at him. The tension's over there. Paul has learned, and we just talked about it. We're not going to go back over it again, but Paul's just done a really good job of being target and not being target. Now, I, I think he gets nominated, but I truly don't think Paul's going to be the guy people are going to send home. I think I think players see some loyalty in Paul. I think they see that he's kind of a lost puppy with a lot of skills, and he's the kind of guy you can kind of train. You know, I told you guys earlier Victor's the kind of kind of person. Uh, it's kind of like an old, you know, an old dog. You can pick him up and say, you know what? If I'm loyal to you and I feed you and I take care of you, you're going to guard my house. And I think Paul is that way. I think Paul's a really good competitor. And I'm hoping that you know Frank or somebody comes along, even you know maybe even Day, and says, look, you're somebody I want to work with. I need you. I want to keep you, and work that deal where you might know that he's going to be safe. My favorite play of all time is when you go to somebody who's on the block and you know they're not going home but they have nobody to work with and they're just that type of player that really honestly nobody's working with but they're decent. They may have pissed a lot of people off in the first week or two and it's just kind of boiled over, but their threat level has gone down so badly that they just kind of get nominated as a pawn. Those are the great people to go to and say, look, if, if you know, in a way, if I take you in and I feed you and I keep you warm, are you going to come fight for me? And those are the people that you can really get a great, a great a loyalty from, build a friendship with, and really go and play the game with. I think Paul's got himself in that position. Somebody that I really think Paulie could probably team up with on the side and probably do some good things with because they're both very strong. If you put Paul and Paulie together, that's a pretty dominant force. Add in Frank uh, and add in, you know, somebody like Corey. That's a really strong group right there just to kind of keep on the side to keep people safe. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for somebody to use Paul. We'll see. Bridget, like we said, Bridget wins HOH this tonight. He's an obvious person to put up, but I think that there's going to be talk probably of Paul and, and Tiffany with Tiffany maybe being the target. People are getting tired of him, tired of her. They're tired of her emotions. We just heard the caller. People are getting fed up. Everybody on Twitter is tired of her. House has got to be ready to get rid of her. I think that Tiffany and Paul end up being the nominees. And I think from that, we'll see maybe Tiffany go home. You never know about the roadkill. It would be impossible to tell. So we can't speculate about that. But Paul's my number one guy right now. I give him five stars. Everybody on Twitter is talking about how much they like him now. That's a big 180. People hated him a week ago, even me. Now he's calmed down, and I think Paul is a really strong player, if he can stay alive. My number two, Paulie. Guys, despite winning HOH, despite doing damage to the revolution, he has nothing to worry about. Now, he is safe this week, but this guy's really on cruise control. Everybody kind of wants to be around Polly. I think Polly's playing so much better than Cody. I get it. Cody went to second. But, guys, if you're going to try to tell me that Cody did some special move to get into second place, you're out of your mind. That's completely a move that basically he could have taken another person and won, and he didn't. He just, in my opinion, I think Cody's a great guy. As far as I know, he's a really nice person. I've got to be honest with you. I think Pauly came to play, and I think Pauly came to actually win the game and compete. And I think Pauly's doing a fantastic job doing it. Of the two siblings they brought back, they got one right. Pauly is the right guy, and, and despite winning HOH and having all of that power and all of, the, all of the competitions he's been playing really well in, nobody's even looking at Pauly. So I give him a, I give him a you know, second spot. I think he's just playing really strong when you come down to the power rankings. I'm going to give my third spot of the top guys to Zakaya. She's staying safe. She's right in the middle of a lot of alliances without making any waves. 
Nobody's really asking her to do a lot. She's got the showmance with Polly, which gives her some strength. So now she's in a five alliance with Polly and Corey and Nicole and Devon's in there. We're going to talk about Devon in a minute. She's going to be right in the middle. But she's in a really, really comfortable spot. Um, and I like where she's at. I mean, if you think about it, she's in the Fatal Five. She was in the eight-pack. She's going to be in this new five-person situation. And honestly, you know, she's probably going to be trusted a lot by a lot of the bets. A lot of people like her. I think Frank actually likes her. I know she liked Frank for a while until he did some stupid stuff. But if he can repair that, he might be able to win her back. I think that she is actually somebody who is is playing a really good game for somebody who's staying quiet. Uh, And really, honestly, she was a big part of getting Corey and, and Polly to kind of flip on Frank. She said some things about Frank telling her that he would like to put them up, which he did, stupid move on his part, and she sold it to them and really helped Davon kind of work the Frank angle, although that is backfiring, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I really like where she's at. She's really comfortable. And I, and I think she's a decent social player. I think she's always in the right spot without being too vocal. She's always included. I give her a really strong third place this week. Uh, I'm going to give Nicole a a really resistant four spot. Uh, Again, I kind of like with the thing with Polly, despite being HOH the first week, and I love how she played that down. I love how she made it everybody else's idea for her to be HOH. First time I've seen Nicole make a really great decision in the game for, you know, since last, last time she played. It's the first good decision she's made. Uh, in, in two seasons of play, and I think that I can give her a little credit for staying safe again, staying under the radar despite what she did in HOH. Um, and she's unharmed, she's trusted, and she's in, trusted just enough to kind of keep going. A lot of people are talking to her. She's not very social, in my opinion, because of her situation with Corey, but she's in it to play a little bit better, but I do see her making a lot of the same moves that she did in the season she played, and I hope that she catches on. Uh, and give her credit where credit due. She's been talking, trying to talk Corey into doing her dirty work if Corey won HOH. He was going to make some moves that she wanted him to make. So she's starting to play that alliance or that showmance to her advantage, where I think last time they could just both Hare and Hayden were just floating around. I think Hayden actually, without a showmance, might have been a really decent player. He, he should have done really well in comps. And I just think they got so tied up in each other. If she's smart enough to stay out of that, Nicole stays up on the top of this list. Right smack dab in the middle, I put Davon for a couple of reasons. She is still going strong socially, and she is calling the shots. She's convinced everybody that Frank is trouble. But here's the problem. She's got a control issue, which means that when somebody else makes the same decisions that she would have made, she doesn't like it. She takes everything very personal, like when Tiffany was counting her letters. Devon is in that middle because she's still strong and she's still got a lot of power, but for her to point the finger at Frank and say Frank's controlling the house is ridiculous when she knows she's doing the exact same thing. Devon is a little blind to herself. She's more about what's on the outside than looking at herself and seeing what she's doing. I think she's majorly hypocritical. Like I said, all the things that she's thrown Frank under the bus for, the multiple alliances and everything like that, She's done the exact same thing. She's just been more vocal about Frank doing it, and that is to her credit, which is why she sits in the middle. But I've got a feeling 
that once these players start comparing notes over the things that she's saying about Frank, they're going to realize that she does the exact same thing, that she doesn't like people being telling her what they're going to do without her voice and what, they, what she thinks they should do. She's also somebody who's got a lot of her hands in everything, and she's somebody who's always trying to make other people do a move. I think once people start talking, Devon may drop on this list a little bit. I think she's in real trouble. A lot of people don't think she is. I, I have to believe that she is in trouble, especially since Frank stays safe this week. And as soon as Frank stays safe this week, Frank's going to catch wind of everything that's going on and all the things that Dave have, has said. And I think that she's going to get herself in a little bit of trouble. Now, we've already seen it happen. She's got to backtrack now because she wanted Frank out, wanted Frank out, wanted Frank out, wanted Frank out, when the right decision was probably to agree with Frank and take Tiffany out. Tiffany's a loud mouth, and Tiffany's not a good player. Here's where Davon shows her amateur in this game. She has gone out of her way to get Frank out. Now she finds herself in a broken eight that doesn't crumbling around her. She's the one that caused all of it. And now she finds herself in the middle of a two-showman's alliance where she's the fifth wheel, and they are not going to give her the consideration that they think she deserves because the four of them are going to keep each other safe because they're showmances. Now, she realizes that now, but she didn't realize that before. The thing about Frank is that Frank at least will probably stay loyal to this eight for a little while until it comes time to do business. She went too early. She played too hard now. She's starting to play hard again. She's getting herself in that same position she got herself in in her season where she went home in, like, second week. Frank knows that he wants to get her out, but I don't think he's willing to pull the trigger quite yet. I think he's willing to kind of keep her around for a while. I just think Day should have been thinking on that same level. It's too early for Frank to go. He is a big target. You keep him in the house. You stay safe longer. You put the target in front of you. You don't take the target out. You put him in front of you. All these women hate Frank. Let him live for a little while. He's going to catch you, and somebody else is going to do your dirty work. I think now she's gotten herself in too deep. Now she's in this group. And this is where she's in serious trouble, folks. Day has a conversation with Zakaya, and the conversation is, do you trust the Fatal Five Alliance? This is Day talking to to Z. Do you trust this Fatal Five Alliance with the females, or do you trust this Five Alliance with Polly? Z's answer is, I trust the alliance with Polly. Now, what that is told today is that she's lost Z's alliance on one, or lost her allegiance in one alliance, which is, I gotta be honest, not the strongest alliance in my opinion, although they're surviving because the guys keep taking each other out. But it's one of those situations where I really feel like Day's got herself in a, in a bad situation. Frank survives this week, something Day never counted on. My God, woman, you've got four players playing, well, three with Polly being HOH, but three players playing on his team. You knew if one of them won that he was going to stay safe. You should have kept your mouth shut until the teams broke up. Now he's safe this week, and everything's going to come out because he is safe. He is going to work and work and work and probably overplay, but he's going to get information, especially from Brittany. Brittany's going to get information from Day because Day's not going to be able to keep her mouth shut. And it's going to come back to Frank. This week's going to be an explosion week, folks. I expect maybe possibly a fight between Day and, and Frank I could see happening. Something going on. Maybe not, but it's just have a strong hint that Frank's going to find out a lot this week. Uh, so that's where I think things are going to get interesting. 
we talk about my bottom, I got three guys. I got three people in there, guys. James, Tiffany, telling him she's hurt by Vic. It's nothing more than a ploy for sympathy to get him. She's using James as safety. Sorry, guys. I know that you want to think of rainbows and unicorns and lollipops, but a cheerleader like that doesn't go out with a guy like James. I'm sorry. It's true. It might be fun in the house, and he might be a lot of fun, and he might be cool to be around, but there's a lot of power that James has because he's connected to the vets, and I'm telling you, uh, I'm telling you, Natalie, I think I said Tiffany, I keep doing that. Natalie is using him to her advantage, and I just think that he's going to ride himself right down. I, again, the pranks are getting old. I don't see any strategy coming from James. Nicole, or uh, God, Natalie, sorry guys, Natalie is using him left and right. I just, I think James is on the bottom. I know people love him. I know you guys love his pranks, but in the house, it's getting old. Give James one of the bottom spots. My second bottom spot will go to Tiffany. Just because I think everybody is just fed up. Everybody's tired of him, of her. Everybody's tired of her emotions. She's all the bit of, of all the bad qualities of, of Vanessa. None of the good ones. She has zero strategy. I give Tiffany nothing this week because she did nothing but hurt herself, and she looked very desperate. And my last spot is really going to be Frank. Unfortunately, scraping the bottom. Although this was done before he was safe. He probably would be higher knowing that he's safe right now, but it really depends on what he does this week and what he finds out. But, my dude, you have got to stop talking to women the way you're doing. You've got to stop touching women. Uh, and I don't think uh, when it's hard to say touching. I mean, you know, he slapped her butt. I'm sure it was in a playful manner. I don't think it was in a sexual manner because I don't get that vibe from him. I think he was probably cutting up. There are some people that have a very mean-spirited humor. I can be that way. It's not meant to be that way. It comes off wrong, and I've had to apologize for it before. I think Frank's in the same way. I think he teases. I think he I think he thinks it's fun to tease and kind of go back and forth and kind of burn each other. And I just think women are a hard breed to do that with. It ends up getting you in a lot of trouble. So Frank is in, a, is in trouble. I do think Frank, if he doesn't make something happen and this week doesn't go, the way I think it will, and Frank kind of still stays in the dark and Day pulls some magic. Frank's in trouble. I think he's probably going to be out in the next two weeks because the women are just against him. And unless he starts making that right and figuring that out, he's in trouble. Hopefully, Polly or somebody, or maybe Corey comes around and says, look, man, this is the situation. You know, you got to make it right, and Frank does. But Frank seems to be an argumentative person just like Day is, and I'm not sure that Frank's going to take criticism very well, and he could see him going out. But it won't be this week. One other thing that I want to mention about Day that I put her on this list for that really dropped her, in my opinion. Day went to James, and she went to Tiffany to discuss the alliance opportunities that were presented to her with the five, meaning the poly five. That's what I'm going to call it so that we can clarify it. Complaining about being in the middle of a showmance. Day... Do you realize that you're talking about an alliance with people who are not in it? You don't talk to those people about whether or not you should be in an alliance that don't include them because now they all know about the alliance, and the alliance is just basically not worth being in. Now, was that her plan? Don't know. Am I going to give her that kind of credit? Yes, because I think she's that smart. But what she's done is created doubt between people that 
are not in an alliance with her, but also feel like she would jump in an alliance with somebody else behind their back. Very dumb move on Dave's part. She should have kept it to herself, said, okay, yeah, I'll be in this five-person alliance. That's what you do. You don't say you don't want to be in an alliance, but you sure as hell don't take every one of them serious. Dave should have not taken that five-person alliance with Polly seriously, just used it as a safety net, and went on her way playing with the Fatal Five or trying to do something else, maybe a little stronger. Big mistake on Dave's part. But listen, those are my top and my bottom. You guys can agree or disagree. I am on Twitter. I will be on Morty's later. You guys can chat with me on there. Don't forget, go to mortystv.com. Uh, also, uh, they also have their you know kind of forum thing where you can go on there and talk on that. Uh, and that's uh, tvfanforums.net. There's a Big Brother 18 heading. Go in there. I think the Big Brother After Show is on there. Come in there, talk to me, leave a message. I'll get back to you. Uh, tweet me, send me messages. We'll be back next Thursday, folks, same time, 11 p.m. Eastern. I think it's going to be a really good week, maybe the best week we've seen in a long time. I'm so excited to see some strategy. I hope you guys are too. So tired of watching showmances in bed. I'm so sick of watching people stretch and do yoga or do party tricks. I'm ready for strategy, and it looks like we're going to get some of that this season. Let's all get – I don't care what you believe in. I don't care what you what you worship. You may not worship anything. I don't care if you're a saint worshiper. I don't care if you're a Christian. I don't care if you're a Buddhist. Let's all pray together that, that, that Day and Frank go to war this week and that the house divides because I'm telling you that's going to make for a great remainder of the season. You need a house divided. It happened in season six. And it was fantastic. If we can get that, I see it starting to happen. These guys are going to have to wise up, though, and stop voting out other guys because the women are starting to take power. And once they do, if they can stick together, this thing's going to get really interesting. And Day's probably going to be the leader. Let's hope for a break in the crack or a break in the uh, in the uh, in the armor there. And let's hope that this house divides. Listen, folks, already went over a couple of minutes. I appreciate you listening. Please continue to join me on Twitter, BB After Show. Uh, send me messages. Let's get a lot of messages. Send them to me. Uh, you know, um, mention me in your tweets. I'll respond. You friend request me, or, or if you follow me, I'll follow you. I'm thinking Facebook. Uh, feel free to do that. I will always follow you back. It's part of my thing I do. You follow me, I'm gonna follow you. Uh, we're in this to the end. Listen, folks, we're just in the beginning, and we had an exciting week. I expect this to keep on going. Let's keep the train moving. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to go to Morty's. And don't forget about joining us next week, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, Thursday. So we can talk about the eviction, talk about what we think is going to happen next week. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks a lot, guys. Big Brother Average Show. Flurry, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. Rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out.
underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.